Welcome back to Throwing Hands. I'm your boy, Danny Guzman, a.k.a. Danny Tarantino, a.k.a. your grandma's favorite podcaster. And we're back for another episode. We got a brand new cover art for the pod that I made. Uh, I didn't really like the last one. You know, I made that one. I liked it better than the first one. But now I'm like, eh, not really feeling it too much. Let's make a new one. So I drew that one up at work. I think it looks cool. I like it. I follow with it, but yeah, we're back. Some more UFC talk. We didn't have any UFC this past weekend. There was some, what was there? There was, was it PFL? The PFL, right? Kayla Harrison lost, Pacheco. I didn't watch it. Um, I need to get into PFL more. I believe that's what it was, right? Yeah. I had to get into PFL more. I haven't watched any, really, I don't think. So, that I got to get into that. You know, I've been watching one. I believe there's a one championship this weekend that's supposed to be a pretty good card. I don't know anything about it, so I'm going to have to watch that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, had a good weekend. Had a good Thanksgiving with the family. It's pretty cool. Had some good food. Made some good um, mac and cheese. We ha- I had three Thanksgivings. I had two on Thursday. One with... Uh, my girl's family, her grandpa, and all them came over. And then straight from there, we went to my side of the family, to my mom's side of the family, and had a bunch of food. Uh, by the time we got there, it was like dessert. So we ate, played some games, had a little bonfire. It was pretty chill. And then Saturday, we had um, another Thanksgiving with my girlfriend's side of the family where Everyone showed up and everyone brought stuff and we made some bomb mac and cheese. Came out good. That hoe was cheesy. So that shit was good. But yeah, it's a good weekend. Pretty it was a long weekend. It was a four day weekend for me and it went by it didn't go by too fast. It felt good. Sat Sunday went by fast. Sunday went by quick. Um but all the other days it was like, oh damn, I still got a couple more days. You know, it's chill. To where I was kinda of feeling like, damn, I kinda of wanna go to work. You know, but then I get to work and I'm like, nah, you know, I want to go chill. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's been chilling, man. We got a good card this weekend, though. Uh, this weekend, UFC Orlando. It's about to be a banger, man. I'm excited for this one. Um, I'm going to be throwing some money down on it. There's a couple picks on here that I feel are kind of not locks, but that I'm confident in. So I'm going to be throwing those in. I'll tell you about them in a minute. So, yeah, let's get in there, man. I'm trying to get this bread. I have yet to hit on a parlay. Actually, I hit one, and it was a joke one. I had, um, with DraftKings, you could redeem these points. I forgot what they're called. And you could redeem them, and it was, uh, what was it? Like 20 cents, equivalent to 20 cents. 
So I threw that on the Packers to beat the Cowboys, and it gave me like 35 cents. So boom, W. That's my only W I've ever gotten. I, uh, But yeah, we're going to get some bread, man. We're going to get this bread this week. I have a good feeling. So like I always say, don't bet the rent money. Don't bet the baby milk money. Bet what you can. And don't blame me if we don't hit, man. MMA is one of the hardest sports to bet on. I'm just trying to help. So first up on this card, man, we got... Yasmin Yaragwe versus Estela Nunes. Uh, Estela Nunes has, I feel like she has more experience when fighting at this high of a level. You know, when, you know, coming from one championship, she's fought a lot of great fighters. She has great Muay Thai. She, um, you know, it, it is kind of crazy how big of a favorite Yasmin is, you know. Yasmin, um, you know, when you think about you know, like I said, the experience at a high level that Nunes has. But, you know, Yasmin is great. She's a great fighter. She's undefeated currently at 9-0. But, you know, Estella does have, she has really great striking, especially from the outside. I can see her keeping the distance, maybe, you know, picking Yasmin apart. But I think Yasmin is quicker. You know, she's younger. She's got the explosiveness. And I can see her taking this win. I think I think it'll be a really close fight, and this is one that I'm excited for. It's a really good fight to start off the prelims. Um, I think it's gonna be really close. It's gonna be a tough one, but I'm really excited for it. You know, so I'm gonna ride with Yasmin Uruguay. Um, pretty sure I'm not pronouncing that right, but she's currently a heavy favorite in at minus three oh five. So I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> this one, like I said, it's gonna be a tight one. It's gonna be a close one. So you could go with Stella. Stella wouldn't be a bad. I, I wouldn't mind taking her for the dog, you know, uh, for that money. But I personally think Yasmin does it, so I'm taking her. I'd say decision minus three hundred five. Next up, we got Francis Marshall versus Marcelo Rojo. I like Francis Marshall on this one. You know, I know I know he doesn't have the experience Rojo does. You know, Ro, Rojo has he has a good style. He has good overhand strikes. He's pretty strong. But I think Marshall has a great way of mixing the wrestling with the striking. And he has that speed. And he'll just be able to keep Rojo on his back for most of it, I, I think. You know, I don't I don't think he'll steamroll Rojo at all, you know. But I think he wins this. You know, this being his UFC debut, coming from Contender Series. I believe, is this, this is the dude that, um, that Lorisenko gave him the nickname Fire Marshall, right? I'm pretty sure this is him. Um, I mean, that would make sense, right? His name is Marshall. Because he was like, um, I believe he was like a fireman or a volunteer fireman, something like that. But she gave him the nickname Fire Marshall. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for his debut, I think this is a very competitive fight for him. I think it's another great one. You know, two back-to-back -back bangers to start it off. Uh, but I just think Francis Marshall gets it done. You know, I'll take Francis on this one. I'd probably take him by decision. And he's currently slight favorite, sitting at a minus one fifty-five. Next up, we got Natan Levy versus Gennaro Valdez. I think Gennaro Valdez gets the upset here. He is the dog. You know, he's got a very wild brawler type of style. He's willing to get in there. He's willing to throw down with you, which you know it got him caught and slept by Frivola, old steamroller Frivola, um, in his debut. Uh, you know, but Natan Levy, he has, he has more of a kickboxing style. He has a uh, good grappling. I don't 
I don't think he'll be able to hold Valdez down too much, though. You know, I think um, if he tries to wrestle, I don't think he'll have too much success. He might be able to take him down. I don't know if he can hold him down, though. I think Valdez's pressure and his, that, like I said, that brawler style of fighting that he has will be a little too much for Levy. You know, I think Valdez can catch him, land a big shot, get the knockout. So, uh, you know, I'm taking Gennaro Valdez by KO on this one, who's currently an underdog at a plus 160. I'll take that money all day. We like the dog over here. Next up, we got Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Ribas. This is a banger. This is a really good fight. And this is one where I am biased. I'm very biased on this one. And it's I'm going to tell you I'm going with Tracy Cortez. You know, um, it's because it's strictly because, not strictly, because I'm a fan of her. She's a really good fighter. But I've, I always supported her because she's born and raised in my hometown, Phoenix, Arizona. And I've been riding with her for a long time and always support the hometown girl. You know, plus I'm a fan. She's really good. She's really she's undefeated in the UFC so far. I believe she's four and zero in the UFC. I believe her row record is ten and one. I might be wrong on that, but yeah, I know she's been UFC for about three years. She's had four fights, four or five fights, still undefeated in the UFC. And um, you know, I'm not I'm not ignoring the fact that Rebus is a killer because she is. You know, she can very well get a submission over Tracy, you know, come out with this win. But Tracy also has great grappling and her wrestling is A1, man. Her stand-up has only been getting better. So I don't think she has too much of a problem on the ground. Rebus has good striking too, though. She's got good throws and is good in that from the top position. You know, she also has good ground and pound. I think maybe she tries to go for back control on Tracy, but... I really believe Tracy has the wrestling to keep up, you know, and the tools to win this. I think she's only been getting better every time we've seen her fight in the UFC. And, you know, I think her streak continues. You know, she will, she's going to continue to be undefeated in the UFC. She's she's dope. She comes from, like, a fighting family with her brothers fighting. And she's a dog, man. She's dope. So shout out to Tracy Cortez. Um, Phoenix, baby, we up. Uh, but yeah, give me Tracy Cortez by, I say by decision. I think, yeah, I say by decision. It's gonna be a good fight, great fight. She is currently the favorite at a minus one ten, so that's good. Pretty close, but it's kind of a. I don't remember if she was plus money if Rebus was plus money, but next up we got Darren Elkins versus Jonathan Pierce. Darren Elkins, he always has good fights, right? Pretty exciting fights. Um. But I do think Jonathan Pierce beats him on this one. I think he's the more, I think Pierce is the more athletic guy. I think he has better striking. He takes less hits. And he can match Alkins wrestling. You know, I think he has more of an advantage on the feet. I think we would need to see him keeping the distance while Alkins tries to close the gap more. You know, and wrestle Pierce down. But I think if it goes to the ground, Pierce will show he has the better wrestle. You know, I, I said he can keep up, but I think he might have... A bit of an advantage. I think he might have the better wrestling. You know, I, I, I'd say he controls Alkins more and maybe throws in some ground and pound. I think Pierce could get a finish, you know, but I think I think he could get a finish, but I, I think they're going to go to decision. They're going to go to the distance on this one. So I'll take Jonathan Pierce by decision on this. Next up, we got Michael Johnson versus Mark Ducasi. 
this one is sort of an easy one for me again. You know, I like I like Mark uh, Takasi on this one. He's really gotten his wrestling to a higher level, but also has the striking to back it up. You know, I don't think I don't think Johnson is easy to take down, but I think once he has him there, he can control him for the most part. You know, Johnson, he's super quick, and he has good hands. And when he's on, he is on. You know, but I think he's too high risk to take as an underdog for me personally. You know, I don't have too much confidence in him as an underdog to put that money on him. But um, yeah, I mean, I like what I've seen from from Dukasi, So yeah, I'll take I'll take Mark Dukasi on this one. He's currently a heavy favorite at a minus three fifteen, bro. That's gonna be a good one though. I'm excited. <clears throat> really good fights on this card. Next up, we got the legend Clay Guida versus Scott Holtzman. I, I think this is a tough one for Clay, man. You know, and I, I really wanted to choose Clay on this because, like I said, he's a legend. He's been fighting for a minute. I really wanted to pick him. And, like, he could do it, right, for sure. You know, I, I just think I'm going to have to go with Scott Holtzman, though, on this. I think he has the power and the striking advantage. I think their wrestling is pretty even. You know, Clay is getting up there in age, man. He's like 40 to 41. I want to say he's 41, 42. Um, but he still got his speed, which is crazy, right? He still got his speed. His wrestling is great. But I do think the striking of Holtzman will be what gets it done against Guida. You know, I think age could play a factor. And like I said, the striking, it's got to be, it's an advantage for Scott. So, I'll take Scott Holtzman by decision on this one, who is a minus 150. Next up, we got Angela Hill versus Emily Ducote. I like Angela Hill on this one. I think she's faster. I think her striking is better. She's got the experience. You know, Emily, Emily has experience too. You know, she's a good fighter. She has good Muay Thai. She can chop the legs down. She has good takedown defense. I think Angela is more of a problem for her on the feet, though. I think she stays at range. You know, I think Angela Hill can outstrike Emily. She doesn't have any crazy height or reach advantages. I want to say she, her it reach is probably like, what is it, like one inch, one or two inches more. So it's not too crazy of an advantage. But I think she gets it done, though. And gets her hand raised. I'll take Angela Hill on this one by decision, who is currently a underdog at a plus 100. So pretty close still. Nothing crazy. It's it's a pretty close one. This will be another pretty close fight. But I'm taking Angela Hill on this one. I think she, I think she gets it done. Like I said, I think she just outclasses her now. Next up, we got Nico Price versus Philip Rowe. Nico is a good fighter, man. He has good striking. I think his grappling is pretty good too. Philip Rowe has good jujitsu. I don't think his striking is on the level of Nico though. You know, Nico, where Nico is willing to get into a brawl and just throw down, I think Philip Rowe will be more likely to take it to the ground. I just think the pressure that Nico can bring will be too much for Rowe. You know, Rowe does he does have the reach advantage, but Nico should be able to close that gap and let just let them fly, bro. Just throw throw down with them. I don't think Nico just runs through Philip Rowe though. I don't think it'll be, I mean, I do think it'll be a hard fight for him, but one, I can 100% see him winning. I wouldn't doubt he could get the KO, right? But 
I'd probably go money line on this one or decision, but that KO is always a possibility, man. So uh, I'm gonna take Nico Price on this. Currently sitting at a minus one forty favorite. Next up, we got Eric Anders versus Kyle Dacus. Uh Kyle Dacus is coming off a loss where he got st starched by Roman Delitze. Um, it, he got fucking sent to the shadow room in the first round, but I don't think he has a weak chin or anything. You know, it was just a perfectly placed hit. He does have good kickboxing. He's got good combos, great grappling. Uh, Eric Anders is pretty well-rounded fighter, though I don't think he is like he's well-rounded but i don't think he shines in any particular area if you know what i mean like he's just all around well-rounded but like there's nothing he like where i feel personally where he's like you know some fighters be like oh he has he's well-rounded but his striking is wow you know what i mean like i don't think he has anything like that but he is a well-rounded fighter if that makes sense to you um you know i feel like docus has an advantage with the jujitsu Anders is a pretty strong guy, but not super quick. I think Kyle can hurt him. I think he can submit him. It is very possible, you know. I think, but I think this goes down. I think this goes the distance. So I think this will be another decision for me personally. I feel like this will go a decision, and I'll take Kyle Dawkins on this one. Currently sitting at a minus two fifteen. Uh, good fight though. It's gonna be a really good fight. Next up, we got Jack Hermanson versus Roman Delitzi. Delitzi is taking this fight on short notice after a good win against Phil Haas. Uh, he looked good on the ground and his striking as well. You know, it's been it looked great. Now, Jack Hermanson also looked good in his last fight against Chris Curtis. He controlled the distance, landed combos, hit the legs, good movement. You know, he he has really improved the stand up, and uh, Delitzi has also improved a lot and has power that. You know, you really need to respect, you know, that Hermanson really needs to respect. Um, and, you know, he is a very dangerous and strong fighter. I just I just think Hermanson has more technical skills, though, and is levels above Delisi's last couple of opponents. I think Hermanson will be showing showing off his striking and outclassing Delisi. So I'm taking Jack Hermanson on this one. I'm really excited for this matchup, though. I think this is going to be a banger, bro. I think it's going to be good. It, uh, it's going to be close. A lot of these are really close matchups that I think. Um, but, yeah, man, give me Jack Hermanson. He's currently sitting at a minus 190. Next up, the one I'm the most excited for on this whole card. One of the ones. Eh, it probably is the one. My boy, Ty Bam Bam Tuivasa. Shuivasa versus Sekei Pavlovich. Um. Uh, you know, I think this is a super tough one for my boy Ty. You know, Sergey Pavlovich is a big, strong motherfucker. You know, he's got he's got a height and reach advantage over Ty. He's a fucking freak, dude. I think he has the longest reach as uh, in the UFC, active fighter in the UFC. Uh, he's a freak, man. He's got good boxing, and uh, you know, he's got good power. Now, on the other hand, my boy Ty, he's a brawler. You know, he's got, he's a great striker. He's got good low kicks, huge power, and is great at closing that gap with big shots. Dangerous overhand shots. Uh, the only thing that worries me is that reach advantage Sergey has on him. You know, I think even when Ty comes chopping at his legs, Sergey can catch him with some shots, you know, some just a couple straight shots. 
keep him from closing the inn. Uh, and also, another thing that worries me about this is, you know, I do think this is a bit soon after Tai uh, had just fought Cyril Gunn in Paris. I believe that was only like three months ago, something like that. And uh, he took a lot of damage in that, took a significant amount of damage. Um, I don't know if that will be a problem. Maybe he didn't give himself enough time to fully heal, but either way, I'm going to take Tai to a boss on this one because that's my boy. It's another one where I'm kind of biased. Um, you could take Sergey on this because, like I said, he's a fucking freak. He's a monster. But I'm riding with Ty. I'm going to take Ty on this one. You know, I'm a bit biased. Like I said, I just think he can close the distance on him, land big shots, take Sergey out. So I'm going to get my boy Ty, Bam Bam, Tuovasa by KO. Uh, the money line for him is a plus 180. Next up, we got Mateus Nikolai versus Matt Schnell. On this one, I'm going to tell you off top, so I'm taking Mateus uh, Nikolai. Nikolau. I think Matt Schnell is a bit inconsistent for me. You know, he takes a lot of hits. I think Nikolau can hurt him with some big shots. He has good counter shots. You know, I think Schnell will try to apply pressure, chase him down. But Nikolau can really land those big shots at those moments. And, you know, working towards... Working towards the finish, I would probably say by submission. I think Nikolau comes out with a W on this, man. Uh, he's a huge favorite sitting at a minus 380. So I would, I'm would i going Mateus Nikolau on this. Huge favorite. Like I said, match notes is a little inconsistent. Next up, we got the co-main event. And this is a banger, man. This is Rafael Dos Anjos, RDA, versus Brian Barberina. Uh, this is going to be a great, great, great fight. You know, this is a super good co-main event. Two legends of the game going at it. I do think Rafael has an advantage with the grappling. You know, I can I can see him taking Barbarina down and getting a submission. But, you know, Brian Barbarina is a dangerous striker who can mix it up, man. It's He's just a super consistent striker. You know, he's a volume puncher. He has great striking, like I said. You know, his fight against Robbie Lawler at UFC 276 was a battle. But now he's going up against RDA, who is very technical and precise. You know, his kicks are dangerous. He's strong, and the wrestling might be a problem for Brian. You know, he can he can trip up Barbarina, you know, get on top. And once he's on top, I think it'll be very hard for Barbarina to get back up to the feet. But, uh you know, like I said, Dos, Dos Anjos is dangerous. So is so is Brian Barberina, man. He has power. He throws. He just lets him fly. So this is going to be a great, great fight. Um, Yeah, you know, so give me give me Rafael Dos Anjos by submission on this. Minus 540 favorite. Let's go. Going to be a banger. Honestly, Brian Barberina, as a dog, I wouldn't mind taking that either, though. So that, that I'm going to let. I'm going to let y'all just. You know, decide. Personally, I'm going RDA on this one. Minus 540. Next up, the main event. Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Kevin Holland. This is a great main event. I'm excited for this one. You know, I'm glad Kevin Holland didn't retire like he said he was going to. It's going to be a great striking match. And I'm already leaning towards Kevin Holland. You know, I think he could KO him. Holland is very fast. Has great striking. Wonderboy is really good at keeping the distance. Um, but he is fighting Kevin Holland, who is taller, has a longer reach, is faster, 
and I'd say more power in his hands. You know, I really, I really think Kevin Holland can catch Warner Boy with a big shot and follow up for the KO. Holland also has underrated jiu-jitsu as well. You know, I don't think he'll just run over Wonder Boy. I don't think it's going to be easy by any means. But, um, you know, because Wonder Boy, he is a tricky fighter. He's hard to train for. But Kevin Holland is so good. I think he creates opportunity for those big shots and puts them away. You know, the way I can see Wonder Boy winning this is if he fights a near perfect fight for five full rounds and keeps his distance, picks Holland apart, and gets that decision. But I think Holland's pressure and speed gives him problems, man. So give me Kevin Holland on this one, possibly by KO. If you're going to take both of those, if you're going to take any of those, he's a minus 155 money line, plus 165 by KO. I wouldn't mind taking that KO. Um, but yeah, Kevin Holland, man, great fighter. Wonder Boy is great too. I uh, love Wonder Boy. He's one of my favorites. Kevin Holland as well. So it's, this is a good one, one that I've been looking forward to. You know, Kevin Holland coming off of that loss to Hamza, you know, where Hamza just controlled him the whole fucking time and submitted him. Uh, it's just crazy fight. That that whole UFC what was at 278, right? It was just a shit show. So, yeah, I think Kevin Holland bounces back and gets a KO. And so, shout out my boy Kevin Holland. Shout out UFC Orlando. This is going to be a great fight. I'm hoping I get to catch the entire thing. It is my baby cousin's birthday this weekend. We're going to be at his party, so we're supposed to be watching it there. Hopefully, I can catch the whole card. And, yeah, it's going to be a banger, man. Um, but thank you guys for tapping in, you know, listening to me talk UFC, MMA fights. Um, yeah, make sure you all check out Raw Dogs, which, if you're listening to this, is already out as well. Shout out my boy Mike. Um, yeah. Come through next week, we'll break down UFC 280, what is it, 282, right? Which was going to be Yuri Prohaska versus Glover Teixeira 2, but apparently Yuri's got like a terrible shoulder injury that's going to have him out for possibly a year, so that sucks, but still going to be a good card. I'm excited for it, and uh, yeah, we'll be breaking that one down next week, so come through, let's get this brand, baby. Later.